I was upset. I didn't think I had what it takes. It took a while to admit anything was wrong. Diet and exercise sounded intimidating. But small easy goals made it easy to start. Every situation is different. There are many paths to victory, but the end goal is all the same. This is the Weight Loss Podcast with Matt and Courtney, a couple who committed to a strategy and lost a combined 100 kilograms. When it comes to weight loss, you don't just need encouragement, you need a strategy. Hello, you are listening to the number one health and fitness podcast on the internet. It's the Weight Loss Podcast. Yes, we are number one in our minds. I'm Matt, as always. I'm here with my beautiful wife, Courtney. Hello, Hello. dear. Hello. How are you going? Good. How are you? Well, hey, I'm fantastic. We're number one. Like, what <laughs> What else is there to say? Nothing. So, Just pack it up now. <laughs> what, we've got to the top of the mountain, we're done? Yeah. <laughs> nah, screw that. It's one thing to win the title, now you've got to defend it. Mm. So, this episode, we're going to have a discussion about um, fruit and vegetables. Yeah, that's right. The discussion your parents probably had with you when you were younger. You know... Eat more veggies. It's funny that advice we've been given when we were younger. It's actually good advice. In this episode, we're going to discuss how adding more color to your meals is going to help you work with your metabolism and, well, ideally, improve your weight loss efforts or your weight loss results. Might be the better use uh, use of the word there. Mm. Yeah? Yes. So... We know that, and we know this through personal experience and working with enough people over the years, Courtney, that people are doing well to make, you know, um, between five to seven different food choices a week. Yeah. I know Not this. many. Well, I know this firsthand because my sort of staples growing up were, well, really, I suppose, six different types of junk food. And the one sort of real meal I'd have would be, you know, steak and veg, mm. meat and three veg combo. Sound familiar? Yes. You sort of uh, go and get um, get something quick and easy through the day, and just to get you through, um, maybe you just managed to survive the three p.m. crash. You get home tired, starving, stressed. And we'll have uh, the old bangers and mash combo. Yeah. Yes. Bangs and mash being sausage and mashed potato for those that aren't, uh, if you're not quite with the Aussie sling that we've got over here. So we know that most people are doing well to have, you know, between five to seven different food choices through the week, which is not much at all. And so we've learned uh, through our own personal experience and working with all our clients over the years that, well, the more color, really, the more color you add to your bowl or to your plate, you're going to be giving your body uh, a multitude of different nutritional benefits that also will help to you know, improve what for most overweight people, actually, let's be honest, for all overweight people, is a very slow, if not chronically depressed metabolism. Help to pick that up. And one thing that Courtney and I also know is that if you want someone or if someone wants to fix their outside, you must first fix their inside. Yes. So the outside is a reflection of what goes on inside. And that's where just a, a quick moment to get on the soapbox, uh, where most people completely fuck themselves up when they focus on the end result all the time, is they don't think about 
that they need to... There's no other way to put it. You have to unfuck the insides of your body. Mm. So no, no one stacks on the weight because they're leading a healthy lifestyle with healthy habits. The same way no one's going to take that weight off without changing those things. So this is a bit of a discussion about what you can do in this particular instance to help repair the insides, which will then be reflected on the outside and not just on the outside in terms of, you know, how you look. I mean, yes, that's what we're here to do, but also performance, health, overall well-being. Because it's one thing to lose a couple of kilos or lose a couple of pounds and great, I've lost some weight. But it's another as well to lose it and also feel incredible. To function better. To have a better health profile. Would you agree? Yes. Yeah? Very much so. Now, Courtney, just um, to get a bit, of a bit of a picture here, I spoke about my sort of habits when I was younger where I would have you know six different junk food choices through the day followed by meat and veg at night. Uh, before you and I met, what was your um, your food selections like? Limited as well? Yeah, they were they were pretty limited, especially when it came to actually fresh produce. So mm-hmm. we would eat out a lot. I would eat out a lot. I would my very first well, one of my very first jobs I had was out on the road. So I would travel from place to place. So that would again mean that I would just eat out a lot. So I'd eat a lot of fast food, a lot of takeaway food. So I wasn't eating a lot of fresh produce. And then the fresh produce that I was eating was tend to be pretty much the exact same. Hmm. So yeah, my, my food nutrition choices were pretty limited. From what I know about you before you and I met, it would seem that the, um, the most variety you would have with your food choices with the different flavor ice cream you'd have. (laughs) Is that fair? Or am I being a dick? You're being a dick. Oh, so not accurate? No. Okay, whoops. Well, that just got awkward. Right. So um, we know that people aren't making many choices um, with their meal selection through the week. And then you have the other problem when you sign up for some weight loss program and some dickhead trainer gives you a meal plan that says, cut this, cut this, cut that. And then we have an issue where people that don't have many food choices to begin with are now making less because their trainer said, oh, you can't have that. Well, then what the hell do you have instead? Eh? Well, most people don't think that way. Most people don't think about replacing. People just think about what they've got to cut out, which which is where most people's brains automatically go when they start talking about changing up what they're eating Mm. they start thinking about what do i need to cut out what are the bad things that i'm doing that i need to cut out but not very rarely does anybody actually think about replacing it but the people also matter i don't think see the point in that so they don't necessarily think about replacing it but they also don't even think about why that would be important Mm. so it's just the important part is cutting out the shit and there's also a problem as well where there's the people almost feel obligated to become calorie counters. Mm. So let's cut the calories. So no matter what quality of calories we're eating or drinking through the day, let's cut them down because less means more weight loss, yeah? Yeah. Except the thing is though, you if you're obsessed with your calorie counting and chances are if you're listening to this, you've 
maybe been there once in your life. If not, you're still there. Um, the strategy of cutting calories is a really good way to basically sabotage uh, the metabolic environment that you need to actually make permanent weight loss goals stick and permanent weight loss results stick. So that's where the discussion is or where you've seen people that have done some sort of quick fix. They've slashed all their, all their food and all their calories. They've exercised the house down and they may have dropped, you know, 5, 10, 15 kilos fairly quickly. Then you see them four, you know, four, five, six months later and they've put all that plus more back on. Mm. Because there's, there's, an, there's a damaging effect that that sort of approach has on your metabolism that most people, will, I can't say, I can't criticize people for not thinking about it, but the, the industry we work in doesn't talk about it. No. Because it's all, how much can you lose in the shortest space of time possible? Who cares what the end result is? The thing is though, we know um, that you know, a nice high intake um, of you know, fresh fruits, salads, vegetables, etc., is a re- really good um, way to sort of trick your metabolism into elevating, um, which is a big key component to promoting well, permanent loss of body fat. That's right, eating actual more food. Oh my God. Amazing. Um, that's what we call working with your metabolism, not against it. So all these U-Butte plans that are out there that say, oh, we'll just exercise more and cut your calories down and eat and eat less is working against the way your metabolism is built. Mm. We don't like that because it makes what's already a, a difficult job nearly impossible in the long term. So we also know that um, all the different um, vitamins, nutrients, um, different sort of healthy chemicals or phytochemicals uh, do occur naturally in plant foods and they play a massive role in achieving you know, optimal health. Now, that's where um, a lot of the processing involved in different types of foods can remove the benefit of, um, of these fruits and vegetables. So the less processing, the better. We also know that um, a lot of sort of low energy carbohydrate sources, again, fruits, salads, vegetables, etc., are very good at promoting um, you know, steady blood sugar and insulin levels. Yes. Which means your energy levels stay consistent all through the day. Uh, your body becomes more efficient at metabolizing fat, but also becomes more effective and efficient at transporting nutrients into your muscles, which is what we want after a hard training session. Because after a hard training session, your body's like a sponge. It's going to soak up whatever you throw at it. Which means the better, you know, the, the, the better your selection of nutrients going in, it's just like putting better fuel in your car, isn't it? Really? So that's where we lead into the, the discussion with this particular episode of the podcast, is what do these colors actually do for us? So Courtney and I have had questions in the past from people Oh, well, what's the best vegetables to eat? What's the best fruit I can have? Well, should I avoid, should I avoid certain fruits or veggies? The answer is no. So as Courtney and I like to say, and back me up on this one, dear, we like to tell people to eat rainbows. Yes. What do we mean by that? Well, it's just a variety of colors. Okay. So you want variety of colors in every meal. And we're talking about you know bright, rich colors, not where you may have um, you know boiled your vegetables to death and they've gone from green to a murky brown. 
I know that through first-hand experience when I used to eat mushed vegetables. Not very tasty. So a general piece of advice that we give to people is eat rainbows. The more color and the more different colors that you see in your bowl or on your plate, the more nutritional value you're going to get out of those meals, the more, the more good vitamins and minerals you're putting back into your body. Now, what we're going to do now is um, have a look at the different um, color groups of vegetables and have a quick little chat about you know, what they do for us, uh, as well as give some examples of fruits and vegetables that fall within these colors. Mm. And because uh, in the end as well, with a lot of these choices we make, there are personal tastes in there too. Of course. So we're going to get uh, we're going to get Courtney's opinion on what her favorites are. I might uh, give my two cents worth as well. Yes. So talking about um, colors, let's start with our favorite color, red. Mm. So we know that um, red, the red group of fruits and vegetables are really good to help and help strengthen uh, the heart and lung tissue, which can prevent disease in your heart and lungs. Could I interest you in that? Yes. So different types of um, red fruits and vegetables. We're talking about the different sorts of tomatoes you can get. Mm-hmm. Uh, capsicums, also known as bell peppers uh, in the US. Pink grapefruit. Uh, watermelon. Anything there you're a particular fan of, Courtney? Yeah, I would use bell peppers or capsicums and tomatoes pretty much every day. Yep. In whatever meal, one of one multiple meals that I'm having. Do you have a preferred way of having them in terms of cooking, fresh? No, not really. I would do either. I'm not a big fan of bell peppers or capsicum like raw. I wouldn't just eat them on their own. I definitely let's would. Let's just say. I definitely would. I would put them raw into salads, but I wouldn't just... I know that there are a lot of people out there that actually just like to literally snack so you, on So you wouldn't peppers. have capsicum sticks as a snack is what you're saying? No, but there's a lot of people out there that love it. So awesome, but I'm just not a massive fan of it. Um, but yeah, I would put raw uh, peppers or capsicums in my salads. I also put them in my slow cookers. Yep. So I pretty much use them in almost every dish that I would make. Yeah. Uh, same thing with tomatoes. I you can there's so much variety in tomatoes these days as well. You can get different consistency. Yeah, you can get small little um, cherry tomatoes that are actually quite sweet. Great for um, salad too. Great for salads, and then you can also just get your regular sort of larger style um, tomato that can be diced up to put in you know, omelets or you can put it in, you know, there's lots of different stuff. I use tins of, of diced tomatoes in my slow cookers. So yeah, the, the varieties are endless that you can use them for. Yeah. I use tomatoes in pretty much every single meal I have. Uh, I'm a massive tomato fan personally. Uh, I'm also a fan of capsicums or bell peppers uh, of any color. Uh, I, I personally can have them raw, but just for variety's sake, I like to mix up my Textures and flavors. Um, can't say honestly. Not a big fan of watermelon, though. I'm not a massive f- fan of watermelon. I know some people that are. I'm not a big fruit person in general. I don't eat that much fruit. Um, but yeah, watermelon to me doesn't have that much taste. I don't know. It's just not been my. Just doesn't do it for you. No. Same with me, actually. Um, 
The next uh, color group we can look at here is called the red or purple, red slash purple group. Yes. Um, so the red purple group are really helpful to um, protect against plaque buildup on your artery walls uh, and also work against heart disease. They also work to enhance cognitive processes, which is good for me because I can barely think straight, um, and also memory capacity. Mm. Handy. Yeah, very good. So in the red-purple group, we're looking at things like berries, pomegranates, blueberries, prunes, cherries, red cabbage, plums. Here comes one of my favorite, red grapes. Mm-hmm. And one of my all-time favorites, red apples. Yeah, so some of these things you might be thinking may cross over into the red group that we just spoke about. Well, that's what about. we call it, red purple. But it is, yeah, it is does cover that sort of purpley colour. So I would use uh, berries a lot. I do eat a lot of blueberries because I don't necessarily eat blueberries, but I do use them in smoothies that I make. A lot. So I am a big fan of blueberries. Same with strawberries. I don't mind strawberries in smoothies, but I wouldn't necessarily sit there eating berries just on their own. I could. Um, You've seen it. Apples. Always loved apples. Um, what else do we have? Red grapes. Love red grapes. So red, red grapes, grapes are, are awesome. They're obviously an awesome snack, but they're actually fantastic too. Uh, Matt and I often in throughout the summer months... Because that's when the red grapes are... In season. In season. And about half the price. Yes. So we will often add them to our salads. So in just gives you that little bit of extra color, that little bit of extra variety, but it also just adds that little bit of sweetness. So if you are someone who sometimes craves that little bit of sweetness somewhere, that's actually a really good way. You can add blueberries and strawberries and grapes. red grapes yeah. to your salads. Bit of apple. Uh, a little bit of apple Spice for a bit of crunch apple. and you're mm-hmm. adding different textures and you're also adding different tastes. So it just really makes the whole salad, the idea of a salad way more enjoyable. I think people are really afraid to add these sort of these sort of uh, foods to salads and you really shouldn't be. Like, well, it makes of, them so much more enjoyable. A lot of people's salads are so boring. Very boring. Just lettuce, cheese and a couple, a couple of other things. Screw that. I love with the salads that we make, how many different ingredients can we pack in there? Yeah. And sometimes we'll test our clients out with that. If you've noticed, uh, Courtney, like I'll often put up one of my salads saying, who can name all the ingredients in this? Yes. Because we just load it up. Because it's just, it's almost like you're you're bombarded with the different tastes and textures, which I personally love. Mm. Um, I, I personally can talk all day about different types of berries, in particular, blueberries and strawberries. I have blueberries every single day. Um, I have strawberries as often as possible, really good in the salads. Mm. Uh, but even for me, just raw strawberries, like I can just have them hand over fist. Um, red apples, I'm a massive fan of. Um, cherries, cherries, I would have if I mix them with something else mm. by themselves. They don't quite um, float my boat. Yeah, no, I'm not a fan. Plums, yes, thank you very much. Um, you can plumb me up all day. No, I'm not a plum person. Um, and Courtney, you know how much I love red apples. Yes, you are definitely an apple. I love apples. In fan. general, I love apples, but the pink lady ones, oh, very, yes, very good. Yes, very good. Um, the next uh, color group we want to look at is the orange group. And here comes one of my all-time favorite fruits, mm-hmm. funnily enough. Now, the orange group, um, really, really good at uh, protecting against cancer and maintaining eye health. Yes. Two things that we might say are benefits. 
Yes, <laughs> I would say so. So different sources of uh, nutrition in the orange group. Well, let's look at this. Um, yams, cantaloupe, um, pumpkin. Mm. One of my favorites, sweet potato. Yes. <sighs> um, squash, butternut squash. Another one of my favorites, mangoes. Yeah. Uh, apricots, carrots, acorn. Mm. Now, I can sit here and talk all day about how much I love mangoes. Courtney, you know when they're in season, I like to go through them. Yes. Uh, mangoes. I'm, I'm, I am personally am a massive fan of tropical fruit. Um, I have spent most of my life living in the tropics. I've had a lot of exposure to those sorts of um, you know, fruits, and I'm, I'm all over that sort of stuff. Uh, apricots as well. Yeah. Quite a fan. Um, I personally, both of us actually have a lot of sweet potato. That's often um, one of our go-tos after a workout. Yeah, it is. Um, pro tip, if you like your sweet potato, Courtney and I roast ours uh, in the oven with some cinnamon over yeah. the top. How good is it? Amazing. Especially when you, um, you've roasted it for, say, you know, depending on how thick you've sliced the sweet potato, you might roast it between 40 and 60 minutes and your house smells like both potato and donuts. Yes. Uh, that's... That's winning at life, if you ask me. Um, pumpkin's an interesting one. Um, that used to be a source of nutrition that I detested. Mm. Where now it might be my all-time favorite vegetable at the moment. Yes. And we go through a fair bit of pumpkin, don't we? We do. So again, we just roast usually most of the times when we're having pumpkin, I would roast it. Which we did today. But I often will use pumpkin in my slow cookers as yeah. well. It's a great way also to naturally thicken up um, a bit of a stew or something like that with some pumpkin because I don't use um, thickeners or anything like that in, t in my slow cookers. So it's a really great way to just naturally thicken up a slow cooker. Um, the sweet potato, totally agree, obsessed. Again, as I said, I'm not a massive fruit person. So mangoes are okay. I wouldn't necessarily eat them. All day. Uh, All day. I even mix mangoes with um, bowls of vegetables. Yeah. Mm. I'm a huge carrot person though. I've always loved carrots. You smash the carrots. I actually prefer, this is one of the few vegetables that I actually don't really love cooked. Carrots. So I don't mind them cooked in stuff. So I'll have them in casseroles or stews or, you know, slow cookers, things like that. But if you just had on a plate like um, cooked, a, carrot. cooked vegetables, I would don't usually eat the carrot. Like I'm just not a fan of cooked carrot on its own. I like, like it if it's still got some crunch. What puts me off is soft carrot. And I think it does change the taste of carrot. So carrot is one of those vegetables. A lot of vegetables have this, but I I particularly notice it a lot with carrot. The carrot does change its taste mm. when you when it's been cooked to when it's raw. So I would generally always eat my carrot raw. Um, it's just the way that I prefer it. But every, like I just literally put carrot in everything: um, yeah. omelets, salads. Um, just everything. Like I, if I was um, going to make a snack, like I would snack on just carrot sticks. Uh, one final recommendation I can make, talking about uh, pumpkin and sweet potato. If you've roasted it, um, put it into your omelets. Mm. It is so good through an omelet. Um, that's just a personal pro tip on that one.
Yes. But yeah, like if I was wanting to put together a bit of a massive snack for myself and I would have some sort of protein sauce and a whole bunch of raw vegetables, I would definitely include carrots. Always. Like you're buying packets of carrots all the time. And the good thing is they're cheap. Yeah, they are. Um, so the next group is the orange-yellow group. Mm. So the orange-yellow group is good for optimizing uh, cardiovascular health. Mm. Uh, in this group, you'll find things like, all right, here we go, pineapple, oh, gosh. the greatest, the greatest tropical fruit ever, uh, mandarins, oranges, here comes your favorite, Courtney, nectarines. Yes. Which I think you'll get a fair bit of mileage out of shortly. Uh, papaya, tangerines, another one of my favourites, peaches, and tangelos. Now, yes. I'm just I'm just going to say it, and let's just this is the official stance of the weight loss podcast. Pineapple goes well with everything, especially pizza. Incorrect. Anyone who says you can't have pineapple on pizza is not your friend. You can't have pineapple on pizza. You, Courtney's not your friend. It is wrong. It's gross. I do not like pineapple. It ruins the taste of pizza. Even if you have to pick it off, it still ruins the taste. This is the part of the episode where you realize that Courtney's not your friend. Because pineapple is the greatest. Well, Matt, Um, you will have pineapple a lot. So Matt will add pineapple to salads. He will add add it it to to anything. If we were going to make homemade hamburgers or homemade pizzas, he would. I would get pineapple for his but I wouldn't put it on mine. So I'm not a fan of pineapple um, personally, but I am a fan of nectarines. And coming into summer, nectarines are going to come back into season. You're going to smash them. You've got yellow nectarines and white nectarines. Which They're both equally delicious, okay. but I do tend to lean more towards the yellow. Why? Um, just the ones I had more often growing up, I think. So it's just okay. the ones I tend to Have always... It grab although if you can get a a good white one they do tend to be sometimes slightly sweeter so if you are looking for maybe a sweeter style fruit then have a look out for a good white nectarine but um just delicious i'm sad that they're very seasonal so um i can't only get them for you know three months out of the year but let's be fair though you do get your money's worth when they're in season oh yes (laughs) i stock up me and mangoes i literally have them so much i never eat as much fruit actually as i eat in like the three months over summer because as i said i'm not a huge fruit person but there are just a few different kinds of fruit that come out in summer that i am obsessed with Mm. so i really really take advantage on that so i uh just spoke about my eternal love for pineapple where i may talk to you about if we ever have a child courtney our firstborn's middle name should be pineapple um, but can I also just, while I've got the opportunity here, navel oranges are the greatest, <laughs> the greatest by themselves with things like all day, I can smash them. But again, you'll add, you would have those mat on their own, like with, yeah. with accompanying a meal or you would include them in the salad. They work really great in uh, salad. Into, into a, into a fruit salad. I think, um, a quality orange is essential. Yeah. But uh, you've even seen it yourself, Courtney. Like I can have orange by, like by itself. Yeah. All day, like no problem at all. Gimme, 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 gimme. Uh, they're delicious. In fact, there's one sitting out in the kitchen bench waiting for me to eat today. <laughs> Can't wait. Uh, I will also give some personal love to mandarins, mm. particularly uh, the mandarins that don't have the pips, the seeds in them, because they drive mm. me bloody crazy. 
First world problems, mind you. Not a, a fan. Qual- a, I, I find mandarins can be hit and miss. Mm. A real good one is a pleasure, but a bad one will turn your mouth upside down. Uh, but uh, oranges, like all day, uh, and peaches. Mm. Massive fan of peach. Uh, so yeah, get into it. The next color we want to look at is the yellow green group. Mm. So um, it looks like the uh, the yellow green group may help prevent um, degeneration in your eyes. Beautiful. AKA vision. Handy. Very. That's excellent. Um, in the yellow green group, we're going to find kiwi fruit. Yes. Uh, the green and yellow capsicum or bell peppers. Yes. One of your favourites, Courtney, spinach. Yes. One of my favourites, green beans, turnips, kale, yellow corn. Yes. You could actually make a salad with that whole That's a salad list. by itself. That's a, Yellow green is a salad. So, yeah, the, the, the peppers, I'm glad they came back up. I didn't talk about it back in the red group, but obviously you spoke about red peppers in the red group. The, the capsicums also come in yellow and green. And now, they're all great. They're all fantastic. The green ones tend to be, I believe, the the um, more bitter of all three colors. So the red ones are obviously the sweetest. Then the I believe it would be then the yellow and then the green. I'd have to fact check that. But I'm just going on what I have tasted in my personal opinion. That is how I see them going. Um, I've always found the green ones to be more on the bitter side. Um, I don't mind the yellow ones and then obviously the red ones are sweeter. But if you chop them up into a salad, then you can't taste that difference. It would only be, I think, if you're going to sit there and eat them individually. Um, And also, it's another, it's just one of those things that's such an easy vegetable to add to so many things. And it's such an easy way to add three different or two different food groups then, two different color groups into your meal. But also putting that undercurrent of sweetness. Correct. And crunch. Yeah. Like a satisfying crunch through your meal. So just with one vegetable, you've been added, able to add three different colors. So it's like a, such an easy way to just add instant variety Quality bang in terms buck. of color to your food. Mm. Um, so I would highly, highly recommend if you're going to add capsicum to any recipe, try to mix it up and add mix your colors up. all three or add at least two of them. Um, so as many as you can, At least honestly. then you're, you're adding, it's easy variety to add. Um, There's no drawback. No. And then you've obviously got spinach. I had a lot of spinach. Spinach for me, if I was going to make a salad, spinach is my base. I don't eat sort of the leafy lettuce. Um, you know why that is, don't you? Because there's really nothing in it. It's boring. <laughs> and it's, yeah, it, I don't find it very tasty. I like the taste of spinach. It's not tasty. So I, whenever I make a salad, I would use spinach as my base mm, and um, really enjoy spinach. What else do we have on that? Kale. Oh, kale. Kale is great. I like kale. Kale's fantastic. There's a lot of recipes that you'll find now where people make kale chips. Kale's, kale's made a comeback the last decade or so. Yeah. Um, kale has uh, been around for hundreds of years, um, known as an incredible source of nutrition, but kind of made a comeback in the last 10 years as like the uh, the hipster's go-to food for like a healthy smoothie or a healthy salad. Yeah. Um, so it's quite a dense, for those of you who may not have ever had kale, it's quite a dense leaf. 
So mm. it's it's denser than lettuce. It's denser than spinach. Um, it comes on a really big, long. If you buy kale on the stem, it comes with a big, long stem that's quite thick, quite sizable, and very bitter and and quite hard. So you don't want to eat the stem. So you've got to strip the leaf off the stem. And then you sort of cut that up. And as I said, some people don't like it because it is quite of a dense leaf. It's quite coarse leaf. You can mix it with other things. But you can mix it with other things. As I said, a lot of people like to roast it, actually. They roast the leaves with a bit of maybe a little drizzle of olive oil and um, uh, salt. And it actually comes out really in these crispy little chips, which is quite fun. So you can do a lot with kale. Green beans, obviously, again, like you can add green beans to everything. You can have those uh, raw. You can have those cooked. It's such um, a diverse. And corn, the same thing with corn. Corn is very diverse as well. I've added corn to salads before. It's a great way, again, to add a bit of extra color, a little bit of uh, hint of sweetness to your salad and just a little bit of a different variety. How about the barbecue corn on the cob? And then obviously you can cook it as well. So it can be boiled, it can be steamed. But, you know, what we like to do recently as well, my sister gave me this idea actually, is you get your corn on the cob and then you wrap it in foil and then we, I put a little bit, just a little bit of um, dairy-free butter because I can't have regular butter. So it's just to give it a little bit of juice, juices in there while it's cooking and a little bit of, what did we put on it, Matt? Um, chili flakes. Yeah, what's chili flakes? Yeah. Chili flakes and put it in the barbecue with the lid down and oh. yeah, delicious. Came out delicious. Uh, and I would like to give a bit of love to kiwi fruit. Yeah, you can take that one because I'm not a big fan. Uh, kiwi fruit are used to, again, it's funny how your taste change. As you change your habits and you change your health, a lot of the food I used to think was gross, I now think is incredible and the other way around. Kiwi fruit is a lot like pumpkin where when I was younger, I detested it. Now, if someone said to me, here's a raw kiwi fruit, I'm eating the whole thing, mm. skin and all. I think it's fantastic. So I can, I can vouch for kiwi fruit. I can vouch for it by itself. I can vouch for it mixed in in your salads. And also... Just a, a, a small amount of kiwi fruit in a smoothie. Mm. You don't need much. And I've learned this the hard way. If you put a whole kiwi fruit into a smoothie, no matter what else is in there, it's going to taste like concentrated kiwi fruit. But just a, just a little bit. A couple of little, little diced cubes. Oh, just a nice little undercurrent through a smoothie. So the next color group is uh, the one we all know about, green. Green group. Now, this is that moment where I get to take a shot at all those uh, bullshit shake-based gimmicks out there. And in particular, the detox uh, crap that people are peddling. I'll take this shake. It's great to detox you. Yeah, you know what else detoxes you? Green fucking vegetables. How about eat them? So the green group um, of fruits and veg are fantastic for da 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 detoxing your body. Oh my god, who'd have thought you could do it through a real food, Courtney? I thought you just take this shake and it works. Anyway, cynical rant over. Uh, in the green group, we're looking at uh, one of the old staples, broccoli. One of my personal favourites these days, Brussels sprouts. 
uh, the broccoli sprouts, cabbage, bok choy, and making another appearance, kale. Mm. Now, broccoli, no problem at all. Um, I, although I personally find broccoli hard if it's the dominant uh, object in a meal. So I like to mix it up with plenty of variety. So the, I, for me, I sort of sneak the broccoli in there, if that makes sense. Mm. Where if you said to me, here's this, this bowl full of broccoli, away you go, that will be a chore to eat. But mixed in with different types of you know, fruits, veggies, etc., very, very good. And um, a couple of, um, a bit of chopped raw broccoli through a salad is a nice crunch, a real nice crunch. Uh, Brussels sprouts, this is in the same category for me as pumpkin and kiwi fruit, where they used to gross me out. And in some ways now they still do. So if you said to me, oh, here, big boy, have these raw Brussels sprouts, it's like you're trying to kill me, aren't you? <laughs> However, Courtney introduced me to roasted Brussels sprouts with some garlic over it. Oh my goodness. That is the greatest. Yeah, people tend to get quite afraid of Brussels sprouts. So the thing that I tell people mostly is if you can eat cabbage, like if you can eat cabbage in things and you don't mind the taste of cabbage, then you won't mind the taste of Brussels sprouts. You just find ways to make it good. Mm. So you don't need to have it raw. So raw Brussels sprouts or, or just freshly cooked or steamed, mm. I find them a, a bit of a tough ask. Yes. But your method, Courtney, of roasting them in the oven with a bit of garlic on there... Holy shit. So all I do for that is I just cut off the little end and I'll just slice them in half, place them on a baking tray and then just sprinkle over a little bit of garlic powder and yeah, just roast them in the oven until they until they start sort of the end edges of them start going brown sort of thing so you can tell that they've roasted through. Uh, fantastic as a mixture into like a medley of other types of vegetables. So I can get behind that. Uh, we'll move on, Courtney, to the final group. Yes. The white green group. Yes. Sounds like a band. It does. So the white green group are handy for um, cancer prevention. That's pretty handy. Sounds like a winning benefit to me. Uh, Also uh, works as an anti-tumor compound. Another win. Sources of nutrition in the white-green group, we're looking at things like asparagus, mm. mushrooms, celery, leeks, pears, onions, chives, uh, and garlic. Mm. Anything there, Courtney, stand out to you as a personal sort of favorite? Well, celery, I would add to many salads, many you, you slow cookers. I quite like celery. Uh Mushrooms, I'm not a huge fan of by themselves. I wouldn't just eat mushrooms. Same. But I will definitely always try to incorporate them into recipes where I can. So maybe that's in a bolognese sauce or in slow cookers, things like that, where where you get still get the benefit from them, but they're sort of mu- having other flavors around them will mask that that flavor that I'm not a massive fan on. So mushrooms, celery. I don't eat onion and garlic. You don't react well to them. No. Onion and garlic don't like me. So I have taken those for a few years now, um, really out of my 
day-to-day eating. So I don't really have an opinion on those, but they are fantastic. Obviously, they're just for those of people who don't react to onion and garlic, they're fantastic ways and such easy ways to add so much flavor to dishes. I I find onion, just a small amount is enough for me. Mm. Uh, Garlic, I can't get enough of. I could have garlic on everything. And, and and they really could go basic on everything because they are the sort of flavors that really can go with everything because you've got onion that you can have raw in mm. salads. You could put it in anything, basically. On the barbecue. Yeah. Uh, I want to give a personal shout out to pears. Mm. I could have pears all day. No, I'm not a pear person. All day. Again, much like oranges uh, and mangoes, I can have them by themselves and apples by themselves or also uh, chopped up and diced into a salad. Mm. Pears, depending on the pear you get, it can either add a nice sort of pear crunch to it, but also you can get to the, the softer pears, which can have a, a, like a lot of flavor through them, a really nice addition to a salad. Mm. Uh, so that's the white green group. And that's a wrap. That is the last group. That's the last group. So hopefully the the point of this episode is just to make you a bit more aware um, of you know the benefits that you can get from the different types of you know nutritious whole foods that are out there uh, and what they can actually do for your health. Now, as we said at the top of the episode, as your health improves, the way you look on the outside will improve too. So if you find yourself getting caught up in how much weight you're losing on the scales or nothing's changing, maybe look at what you could be doing to put, you know, better sources of nutrition into your body. Mm. So what Courtney and I will recommend is to really strive to have a holistic approach to what, what you're putting into your body and, you know, get, get experimental. Try different combinations, try different colors, different flavors, different textures. Often where we find a lot of people will get bored with their food is because they're eating the same boring shit all the time. Mm. Mix it up. Go and see what you think if you add a fruit into your vegetable mix, which I do. Or make up a salad and your challenge is how many different ingredients can go into that salad. I think our record, Courtney, is what, 23? Yeah, something like that. 23 different ingredients. And the higher that number goes, the better the salad tastes. Funny that. So you'll find that you're going to get more out of your exercise and even more out of the supplementation you might be taking as the variety and quality of your whole foods go up. That's where the bulk of the work is done uh, with someone's weight loss efforts. Yes, exercise is fantastic. Yes, some supplements can be useful. But the bulk of the work is done through the whole foods you eat. And I mean, we said it before in an episode, Courtney, about uh, weight loss shakes. You know, weight loss shakes are a nice gimmick, mm. but they're all synthesized versions of this stuff. Yeah. It's all processed junk. Mm. So the more you know, nutritious variety of whole foods you get in, watch what happens. You're going to feel it before you see it, but you'll feel it. Mm. Uh, so I think, I think we wrap it up, Courtney. What do you reckon? Absolutely. Yeah. So hopefully this has helped. Uh, if not, well, you know who to complain to. Uh, we'll, um, I think we'll hit the emails on the next episode, Courtney. 
Yes. Uh, so you don't run too long. Uh, podcast at theweightlosspodcast.com is where we would like you to email us. Hopefully this has helped. If not, well, mm, stiff shit. You're still here, aren't you? Um, we love you though. So have a good one. We're signing off and we'll speak to you soon. Bye. Get more free tips, listen to previous episodes and contact Matt and Courtney at theweightlosspodcast.com.